0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Brian and Kim Walker. Today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic about why you should prioritize marketing on the assets that you own. But before we get too far into that. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing this episode. As shop owners, we were part of RepairPal Certified Network. You can learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. That was a long time ago. We were a RepairPal shop. Gosh, they were probably only a couple of years old when we were a RepairPal shop, and it was great for our business. So seriously, I know, a little 15-second spot, but for real, Uh, RepairPal was great for our shop, and it can be great for your shop as well.
1: Yeah, you just jumped right in there. You did a very good job with that, by the way. Thank you. It's only like the fifth time that we've just done it this morning.
0: Yeah, it took us a little while to get started.
1: We're new at podcasting, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's that. But we have recorded this podcast already, y'all.
0: We did. We recorded it. We were at ATI Super Conference in Puerto Rico, and we recorded it, but the background noise was just too much. I love the idea, and Kim does too, of just going and sitting at a conference and recording and letting all the noise be there. But it's I did not
1: believe that for a second, y'all.
0: It really was too much. There was a floor scrubber uh, that <laughs> kicked off a little bit into the podcast and, and the everything. floors
1: were like tile brick-like stuff. So then when there was this cart pushing across, it was making all kinds of crazy racket. But in light of our domestics, as our team likes to call it, Brian Walker... Likes to say that he's totally fine with it not being perfect, but I don't believe that. But anyway, we're supposed to be... What were you going to say, sir?
0: I was going to say, for the benefit of your ears, we are re-recording this. Correct. So anyway, all right. So today we're talking about marketing and prioritizing your own marketing assets, like the things that you own.
1: Such as... For example.
0: Uh, I mean, we're going to get into that, but, you know, your website, your email list. We're going to talk about a a few different things. I don't want to get quite. I'm getting ahead. Yeah, you're getting a little ahead. Hmm. You know, the thing is, is the world that we live in now, you've heard this term cancel culture. Well, you know, that can go into business also, but it's not just about being canceled. It's that these platforms that we use every day for marketing, they will shut you down. They will suspend your accounts and they will do it without any notice and they will do it without any good reason or without explaining to you why they're doing it. We're dealing with it right now with one of our clients We've got a google ads account that is suspended there is nothing wrong with that account that business is doing nothing they're shutting it down and they said it's because of unacceptable business practices but they won't tell you they won't give you any details they will not say this is what's wrong with it and then add to that that right now google is in the middle of this thing where they're transferring their tech support for the google ads team from india to the philippines so you can't actually talk to a person About this. and When when
1: historically, we've always been able to talk to an actual live person. Right.
0: We have been working on this for over a month now. And everything that you read about it says that it is one of the most difficult things in the world to get one of these accounts back up when it's been suspended. And it just makes no sense.
1: Because the robot keeps doing it. And if we could just get a human to just put their eyes on it and just listen. So it's the simplest solution. It makes perfect sense.
0: Anyway, we could talk all day about why that's not right that they do that, but that's besides the point. The point here is that you should be using some marketing mediums that you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff with. You are the one who makes the decisions about it. And even if somebody does come in and shut it down, you can put it right back up.
1: Well, I want to throw out one more example with regard to, say, Facebook, because I know shops who don't even have a website because they've said, oh, my Facebook page is counting as my website.
0: Right. And that's about as idiotic as it gets.
1: And it's what's happening. So, yeah, we've had that conversation several times, especially with the conferences we've been attending lately. Different people are saying, oh, well, you know, we're not using this or we're not using that. Or this is where Kind of all my eggs are in this basket. If you're a
0: brand new shop and you're bootstrapping your startup, then hey, I get it. Right. You know, you should be doing those things. Uh, you can you can get away for a certain time, period of time using Facebook as your website or better yet, you know, go do the Google My Business or or I'm sorry, the Google business profile website, Uh, you know, so you don't need to, you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of money having a professional website built from day one. Right. But you know, once you're an established shop, there's no reason to be doing like what she was talking about just now. So there are platforms out there that you have control over and platforms that you don't have control over. And we'll talk about some of the ones first that you don't have control over. And those are the things like Facebook. If Facebook decides that they want to shut your account down, they will shut it down. They And you will have little to no over that.
1: You'll yeah. have very little say.
0: Yeah, they, How about that? And then if you, you know, that could be your personal profile. That could be your business page. That could be a group that you created. That could be your ads account. Mm-hmm. They will shut it down and... If they don't feel like allowing you to have another account or reopening that account, they're just not going to do it.
1: Well, I don't remember the dates, but there was one in 2022 and then back in, I want to say like 2018. So one, one of those dates was Google and Gmail and all of that. And one of those dates was Facebook and people lost their minds.
0: You're talking about when they went down. When they went down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have to.
0: So maybe it's you know, not that they suspend you, but that they just go down. And if you have right. your all of your eggs in that one basket, mm-hmm. then your marketing just went down. Yep. Also, so Facebook is one. You know, Google is another.
1: Well, and we say Facebook, but that we mean social in general. Oh yeah, so, so every social media um, channel. How about all the people that are investing so much time and energy in everything's all in TikTok. Well, and in the political world, we're looking at so much potential regulation on that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's just another example of be careful with putting everything out there in that one spot.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you how bad it is. I won't even say the name of the country that owns TikTok because as soon as we do, then this podcast could be promoted less.
1: Mm -hmm. It's true.
0: That is exactly what we're talking about with marketing that you don't own because you don't get to make those decisions. So, you know, Google, Google ads, all social media, YouTube. Yep. And and if you think about it, these are things that big corporations control. Like they get to have the say of what does and does not get put on there. And then they're also subject to regulatory issues. Mm-hmm. So they could completely change their algorithm for that reason or for any other reason. Well, and ha- what I works mean, today doesn't work tomorrow.
1: Holy crap. Depending, I mean, obviously this... A shop, I can't imagine, would be impacted by this. But just yesterday, was it Utah, I think, that either they've already enacted the social media law. Oh, yeah,
0: where kids of certain age. Under 18,
1: you know. They're highly limiting their social media usage, things that parents would normally be.
0: So the government is stepping in and becoming parents. Right. Time to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. Don't get left behind. Today's tech-savvy consumers value instant gratification, so they start their searches for a repair shop on their computers and smartphones. These power users research auto repair and service options and decide which shops to engage with in an instant. Gain these customers by being RepairPal certified. They provide proof that your prices are fair with their best-in-class estimator. They're the largest site for auto repair, and they will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com and through the recommendation of partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. As shop owners, we were in the RepairPal Certified Network, and it helped grow our business. You have to be in it to win it, so head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops.
1: Now, another thing is there are even some websites you have to be careful of because who do you own the website?
0: Right, Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. You know, one of, one of the first most obvious things that you can own that it can literally be yours is your website, but that's not the case across the board. If you go to some company like Squarespace or Wix or something like that, you don't own that website. That software as a service. Mm-hmm. If they decide that they don't like what you put on that website and they want to shut you down, yep, they can. Now, I don't. I'm not saying that they do. I have no idea. Like, I'm just saying that they can. Yep. And
1: but it's true. I mean, that's a fact.
0: I mean, it was the same way we you and I always. I hate actually. I love talking about politics. I hate talking about politics on the podcast. But if you look at you know what happened years ago, you know with Trump and you know things like parlor you know which was that social media network which it's back up now but you know they just shut it down and the way that it got shut down was their their hosting company just kind of said no you're not doing this anymore Mm. and they just completely shut it off well with your own website if you have the right kind of website if a hosting company were to do that then you just take a backup which hopefully you have consistent backups of your website and you go put it up on a different host
1: but even being the one to own your own domain name
0: right yeah, you need to own your own domain name, and you need to have access to it at all times. If your web hosting or if your your website company owns your domain name, I would ask you to reconsider that and get it put into your name. It should be in your name. You should have access to it at all times. And a lot of times, people will let the website ho- the website company host the domain because they like the idea that the website company is going to be keeping up with it and not letting it expire and all of that. Your domain is an incredibly important important asset in your business. You need to own it, it needs to be in your name. You need to make sure that you are getting the emails about your domain. You need to know when it expires. Every time you renew it, like renew it for 10 years so that you don't have to to worry about it. Take responsibility and ownership of your domain name. It's too important to let somebody else do that. We have personally known of people that came to us that completely lost access to their website company because it was a one man show. That person got hit by a bus or retired or whatever, and the email address they had no longer worked, couldn't get in touch with them, and they didn't have access to their domain name
1: and lost it.
0: So, yeah, I mean, we've had to do that a couple of well, times where we find a domain name that's close.
1: And we've even intervened with their attorney. There was one company locally. I remember we did that um, trying to help them. We had to help prove that they had access to it before. Yeah. With all of that, it's, we're not saying that your web hosting or your website company shouldn't have access to it, but they shouldn't be the owner, right? right? We know you're running a shop. That's important to you. And you have your marketing folks who are helping you because you want to be doing what you're doing. You don't want to have to deal with that. So just make sure that you're the owner of it. You know, we do that. We monitor. And if we notice.
0: I saw a domain for a shop that they had a hyphenated domain name. And I saw that the domain without the hyphen came available. And they were able to get it for $12. You know, so so you want your web company to be involved, but you don't want them to be the owner. And usually the way that this works is you can set yourself as the owner and you can set the web company as the technical contact. and then both people have full access to it because we're not insinuating that your web company is going to try to steal your domain name because they're they're not. I mean, I guess it could happen. That's going to be incredibly rare that something like that would happen. So let them have full access to it. But you should be the owner. You should be someone who is getting contacted by the domain registrar when something is needed.
1: Yeah, that was a really important part it almost triggers me to think that we should do a podcast on the marketing. What is that phrase? You don't know what you don't know Uh, kind of things, right? All the marketing. So yep. make sure that you're the owner of your domain. All
0: right. So your website is number one. Number two is going to be your email list. Mm -hmm. The thing about email, if you ask just about any highly successful marketer what their best marketing channel is, they will tell you that they're that are their, I'm sorry, not their best marketing channel, their most important marketing asset, they will tell you that their email list is their most important marketing asset. Your email is something that even if, and I've never known this to happen, I doubt it would ever happen, but if you were working with an email provider, say a Constant Contact or MailChimp or something like that, or even, even your shop management software, your CRM, if you were working with them and they were like, hey, we're not going to let you email anymore. Or if they got hacked.
1: work on their server or their situation or their
0: I mean, it happens. Whatever. They, they mean, get hit with a DDoS attack.
1: Yeah, there's a variety of reasons why you want to have your own email list.
0: So you have your email list and all you have to do is move it to another provider. I could set up a constant contact account in five minutes and have an email out in another mm-hmm. 15 minutes mm-hmm. if I needed to. Your email list is going to be number two and if you had me rank them in in importance i would probably put the email list as number 1
1: yeah i mean i don't know that i wouldn't do the same thing even if you're thinking well i'm not doing anything with email right now doesn't matter start collecting email addresses today because when the day comes that you decide all right i'm going to go ahead i'm going to start doing email marketing well now you have email addresses and you don't have to wait to build that list so start now I think we made it a required field. The problem is garbage in, garbage out. So if someone didn't want to give their email address,
0: I don't think that's as much of an issue now. People people get so caught up on, you know, oh, well, people don't want to give me their email address.
1: People they understand that is part of life now. I'm saying there are still people who who are not going to give it to you. And so if it's a required field, you have to put something in there and then you extract that yeah. spreadsheet. Now you got to do all kinds of cleanup. But the point is with an email list, you have a slow day, you have a slow week. You look at your calendar and you realize, well, I gotta get some business in here. Well, you can utilize that marketing medium that you own. Yeah. Didn't go down, didn't go away. You have it, it's ready to go.
0: Same thing, you know, with text messaging. And that's, you know, that's gonna be our right. number three would be just your contact list in general, your exactly the physical addresses that you have there that you can send direct mail pieces to and the phone numbers that you have there because if you have the phone numbers you can text or you can pick up the phone and make a phone call you know in a worst case scenario it's something that you can do if you have to and you just never know when something is going to happen with your marketing channels that you have to resort to doing something like that but text messaging it's an incredibly great way to get people in now if you're having a slow day like kim was talking about absolutely and then one of the last ones we're going to talk about is your signage on your building so you know by no means are these all of the channels that you can own but, you know, these are just examples to get you thinking of what are the things that you should be doing. And I also want to be very clear, and I should have stated this up front, we're not telling you not to do the other things. Right. What I'm telling you, if you're not doing these things that you own, mm-hmm. start doing them. Like, in, mean, invest in the channels that you own in addition to doing these other ones. Because, I mean, gosh, Google Ads works amazing when you don't have a suspended mm-hmm. account.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think anybody that knows us knows we're not saying that, but so you said signage, which I kind of laughed, chuckled in a little tiny bit because we're talking about things that you own, but depending on where you are, your city or your we called it our his hysterical hysterical district. hysterical district, the historical commission yeah. can come in and and boss you around, so. I mean, the process
0: Um, of initially getting those things approved might be a pain in the butt. Yeah, but once you have
1: it. But yeah, signage is a great part of your marketing. And we were just talking about a shop owner that we met at the ATI Super Conference last week. And I was looking at his social media. And he's one of these guys that has the marquee sign where you can change the letters. And he has fun with it. and. Would totally fall under the whole guerrilla marketing thing that we've talked about before where it's attracting attention because he puts these really like either very funny or very thought provoking or wild and crazy or even controversial messages up on his signage. But then there's also signage that, I mean, if you're going to own it, take care of it, right? Yeah. Sure. Keep it. Don't let the letters if
0: you change your logo, if you update your logo, update your sign. Yeah. Yeah. And Kim was talking about this guy, the sign with the letters that you change out. I mean, that is the kind of thing that when you put it up there, you start seeing people taking pictures and putting it sharing it on social. Mm -hmm. But then, if you remember, it wasn't that many years ago, there started to be this thing called sign wars. Yep. Where different businesses within a town would like get in this fun little fight we'll call it a fight Mm -hmm. you know it's a war with the signs and they would just start like roasting each other it was very funny do you
1: think that they though planned that you think on the backside they were talking and planned it or do you think that it really happened naturally
0: i don't know it wouldn't surprise me if if they planned it but i mean it doesn't matter it worked I i would love i mean do you know how i mean we don't have a business where that actually makes sense to do but if we had, like, a local business with that type of sign, that would be a blast. That would be
1: so much fun.
0: And the creativity that went into that, oh, gosh. Look it up. I don't even know what to tell you to Google. Probably sign, just sign wars or something. But
1: we did not talk about this, but I'm going to throw it out there. I did reference guerrilla marketing. But along with that is you own your own voice, your own community involvement, your own footprint in your community. So that is something that no one else can take away. I mean, that stuff is really important. So I know we said digital properties you own, but... We didn't say that. Well, the title of your blog says that. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's right there. Prioritizing marketing on digital properties that you own.
0: That's crazy. It must not have updated because I changed it. (laughs) (laughs) I did start out with that and I went in and removed it. But anyway. I digress. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. We are just one podcast that is on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Uh, You can find those other podcasts at aftermarketradionetwork.com. And there really are some great shows, so go give those a listen. We'll yep, and
1: don't forget to join us in our private Facebook group, the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. We're having fun in there.
0: And Kim's like giving away pizza and stuff yep, like that. Just
1: today, actually, uh, a shop got Mellow Mushroom delivered to Mellow them. Mellow
0: Mushroom.
1: I know life's not fair. I don't know what to tell Man, you.
0: Man, I want Mellow Mushroom. Well,
1: you're doing Keto, so that's not going to work. <laughs> Although Mellow Mushroom has cauliflower pizza.
0: Uh, you're going to have that crap. Wrap it up. All right. Thank y'all again for listening. We will be back with another episode next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want
1: discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.